Hello, everyone, and welcome to another segment of The Scoop. I'm Dinah Jansen, and I'm in my virtual studio with local jazz and adult contemporary vocalist, Michelle Kasabowski. Hi, Michelle. Welcome back Hi. to CFRC. Hi, Dinah. Nice to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get to see you through Zoom, but it's yes. <laughs> I miss having you in our studio. You've been at CFRC a number of times, and it's always such a pleasure. I really wish we were sitting side by side, but I'm so glad that you're here with us right now. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you today because, gosh, it, lots of really great things have been happening for you since the last time you were at CFRC. Namely, you just won the shot, remastered. Holy cannoli, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that did just happen, and it was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk all about that, folks, in just a few minutes. But, Michelle, uh, just for giving us a little bit of grounding, tell us about some of the, tell us about yourself and your music. Sure. Okay. Well, um, so for probably most people out there who have no idea who I am and are going, who is this girl who Donna's talking about? Um, I am a jazz and adult contemporary music, traditional pop music singer based in Kingston. Uh, I'm from Kingston originally, and I grew up here, went to Queens, and then I lived in Montreal for a little bit before coming back and have a, I've been working on my bachelor music at the dance school at Queens the last several years as well. So uh, really focusing on just being back in this city and taking advantage of the growing art scene here and really this incredible community that's very supportive and I find very open to just exploring different music. You know, there's not really a jazz scene very specifically in Kingston, but there are jazz artists here and you'll definitely find a lot of us around throughout the city. And it's been pretty incredible moving back here and that being the style of music that I like to focus on in particular, just being able to kind of go out and do shows, put shows together and have the community overall be very receptive to that. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> okay. So what inspired you to perform and love jazz music? What is it about jazz as compared to other genres that really attracts you most? I love the timelessness of the genre. I specifically tend to sing more standards myself. I do enjoy contemporary jazz as well, but as an artist... Um, and a listener, I, I tend to gravitate more towards the very classic jazz sound and um, a lot more of the older music. And for me, I mean, I just, like I said, there's something very timeless, but it. it's very classic. Yeah, I, I love the stories that are told in so many of those songs. I love the cheekiness of the lyrics often, but you know, I mean, I'm a hopeless romantic, I guess, even still after this long year of COVID and barely seeing anybody. Um, I'm still a hopeless romantic. And I love that those songs are about love, you know, and uh, there's some fun stories, but they're also heartwarming stories and the melodies are beautiful. I mean, they're just, there's, like I said, there's something very classic and timeless about the genre that whenever I put it on, it just feels like, you know, like it just feels like you're taking a breath and you're kind of 
relaxing and um and even I guess like newer songs that are being added to the repertoire these days um I know I write myself and even some of the songs that I've written that uh you know, they're being written in 2018, 2019, 2020, but they still have, they're inspired by this very classic sound. And so, and I found lots of other artists who are writing, who are kind of doing the same thing. You know, it's, it's a modern take on, on this very classic sound. So, I mean, that's a very long-winded answer to basically say that it, there's just something really pure about about the music that I just, I love. I love okay. it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so what's been happening for you this year? COVID-19 kind of happened. A lot of musicians have been impacted, i.e. Uh, not being able to work. What have you been up to since COVID? Um... Well, besides, I guess, just canceling and taking down all the gigs on my website, <laughs> um, <laughs> like many other people, um, it's been definitely an interesting year. Lots of ups and downs. I've been through several different phases throughout the last several months of, I wouldn't necessarily say highs and lows, but kind of ebbs and flows, maybe. Um definitely feeling better about myself at other times than not but yeah it's been it's been quite a challenge I would say to stay to stay connected more than anything with the professional side of what I do um, but even then you know I was talking with my sister just this morning actually and we were talking about creating and um it's been kind of a, a a different year for me in that way too i i'm somebody who loves to write about love big shocker considering <laughs> i talked about how much i i enjoy the genre for that being very characteristic of of the songs you hear in it and um it's just been a strange year of being very isolated from a lot of people and um, dating in COVID-19 is just not really much of a thing for a lot of us. So, <laughs> oh, dear. so it's just been an interesting year. Um, and I mean, on the flip side of that, I would say that I've spent a lot of time really getting to know myself even better. Um, and, you know, when you go through something like this, and I think a lot of people would probably relate to this, but you you're kind of pushed to the extremes of your of your thoughts and you really learn a lot about i guess what you believe and that you know relating it back to your question of what i've been up to that's actually played a big role in probably the biggest thing that's come out of this year for me is just that deeper dive into myself as an artist and really asking myself you know, what is it that I'm gravitating towards and what is it that I really want to focus on? What is it that makes me feel really good? Um, and just listening to that more, playing around with that more and trying to get to know that better. I'm not even close to done. I, I mean, it's a lifelong journey, but 
um, I still feel like there's so much of that to explore. And that's really what I've been trying to focus on more than anything these last several months without, without being out there and gigging all the time and just really only having myself to work with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just really getting to know who is Michelle, the artist, you know, who's, there's Michelle, the singer, you know, that's part of what I do and the entertainer, but what's the whole, like, you know, what am I trying to say to people? What do I want to say to people? And, um, you know, when the creativity does spark, cause it has it a few times in regards to writing, but it's still, I can tell there's stuff building and that's what feels kind of exciting for me is that, I can tell that there's kind of a little bit of that whirlpool that's building inside of me. And I'm, I know that I'm not there yet in regards to feeling at the edge of releasing it, but, Mm -hmm. but I know that there's something building inside and I'm excited for when, for when my soul, I guess, just tells me it's time to get it out and seeing what happens because I have been focusing so much on getting to know myself better and really trying to dig out my most authentic self, you know, and just, I guess, have that be the biggest focus. And it's been really rewarding, to be honest. It's, it's felt really nice to just have that time to do that even more. Okay. Well, good for you. And speaking of rewards, Well, congratulations again on the win of the contest, The Shot Remastered, so recently. Thank you. That's pretty huge. Uh, For folks out there, yes, Michelle just won this amazing contest, The Shot. Michelle, can you tell us about the contest and how you got in it? Yeah, so um, I actually didn't realize until the finale that happened about two weeks ago now that there were almost 10,000 applicants for this season. And so I was totally blown away by hearing that. Um, and so it's a, it's an artist competition, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It wasn't a singing competition. Um, and that kind of ended up being very much in line with what I was just talking about in regards to what I've been working on this year is, is, you know, not just the singing part of me, but, the full artistry side. And, um, that's so important to me as well. So this competition was really focused on, you know, the full picture of what somebody had to offer, has to offer and, um, looking at their music and looking at their, you know, their branding and the business and just the whole thing, which is really cool. Um, I came across it in the spring. I actually saw an ad on Instagram it was Jan Arden helping to promote this competition and she wasn't directly involved in it Mm -hmm. um, in the actual competition part, but she was, she was promoting it. And, and I remember seeing that and I'm a Jan Arden fan, especially as an adult contemporary artist. And she's an incredible writer as well, who I look up to. And um, so I thought, Oh, what's this competition that Jan Arden is promoting? Um, and so I went and checked it out and submitted an application before the deadline and things just kind of snowballed from there. I submitted an original song called, I don't think of you often, which is actually a song that I used 
for the YGK Emerging Musician Competition mm-hmm. that was uh, in Kingston last year and helped me get through in that one as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I submitted an audition with that song and also a little bit of a tape about myself. And you can actually see the audition video that I sent in because they used it in one of their first episodes of the season. I, I'd have to go back to figure out which number it was. Um, but yeah, they, they happened to choose my audition amongst a few others to put in one of the episodes that they aired online. So you can see the whole process and you can see as well that I actually just barely got in in regards to the votes. You had to get more than half to move on. And um, the reason why I bring that up too is because throughout the competition, uh, and the judges actually talked about this in the last episode, they, I mean, they titled me as an underdog. And I think that it was really, it was really extra rewarding in a way in the, I mean, making the top eight was the, was huge. That was mm-hmm. the winning was great, but there's no doubt that making it to the top eight just had a certain kind of, there's a certain amount of accomplishment that just really came with getting there. And, um, and yeah, I guess being an underdog throughout the competition in particular because of the genre, because this competition was really, I think meant to be geared. It was technically open to anybody, but I think, they were looking much more at kind of more standard commercial popular music, okay. uh, inc- including country, but um, kind of more genres that you might hear on contemporary radio. But um, here I am now and I made it through and uh, made it all the way, which is exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, my goals are to be in the same kind of position that Michael Bublé was in. And, you know, he did it with, with jazz and traditional pop. And that's, that's what I'm going to do as well. So (laughs) you are not an underdog by any means. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) so what I was going to ask too, is what does the, what does the competition actually look like behind the scenes? Cause can you give us a little snapshot about how one advances? Yeah. So what's really cool is um, if anybody's interested, you can actually go online to YouTube and you can go to um, the, the channels called made for TV made M A D E for the number four TV. And that's where this particular um, online show is hosted. And as uh, Dinah said, it's called the shot remastered and you can actually see different episodes from the season. So go through and like, see what happened with the show but basically we started uh at about throughout the uh, there were the auditions and then they chose about 120 i'm gonna say about 120 people to make it into the competition itself and then from there the we had to submit pitch packages so um some people might know them as EPKs as well. So they, it was cool because they were really looking at not just the artistry, but also the business side and kind of trying to get to know people from a full stance. Um, so that was really fun because I love the business side of the industry as well. That's a big part of what I work on with my, with my twin sister, who's also my business manager and partner. And um, so that was the first round was submitting these pitch packages where you kind of had to sell yourself in a way. Um, And then from there, they narrowed it down to 40. 
I hope I'm thinking of it properly. And now I'm trying to remember what the other, <laughs> what the other rounds were, but they kept narrowing it down. Uh, I think it was 40 and then 24 and then 14 and then eight. And then the finale episode was the top eight and they went from eight to four to two to one all within the three hour episode. But um, some of, there were lots of different rounds that happened. Probably my favorite round was the, um, was the top 14 where we had to do a song swap with another artist Mm -hmm. in the competition. So I got paired up with this rocker in the competition named Logan Klaus and I took his 12 bar rock and roll blues that he did his original song and he took my jazz song uh, a song called the strikeout swing and we swapped and we just did completely different stuff with it and you can see logan's version of my song the strikeout swing on his youtube channel and i'm going to be posting what i did with his song uh, called digging my own grave on my own youtube channel in the upcoming weeks but you can also see my song in the actual episode that they did. And I think it might've been episode 14. Okay. Um, but that was really cool. And that was when things really shifted. I think for me personally, I had just had so much fun. Um, I mean, I was always in competition mode, but um, that, that particular round was really exhilarating and just gave me a chance to like really just dig into my creative self again and just take a song and just completely rewrite it and rearrange it and really make it my own. And that was amazing. And I got to play with some other musicians again. Um, I've been living with our guitar slash piano player as well. So we were, we've been making some music, but then um, we were able to pull in a friend of mine from school, Nick Lennox, who plays the sax. And I have this great like sliding door in this house that I moved into and it's been an unexpected benefit during COVID because it acts as a, like as a glass barrier. (laughs) So we can be recording and doing stuff and do it safely. And that was really kind of random and fun. So it was just nice to be able to play music with other people again, in addition to being super creative in particular that round. Um, yeah, so you can see what we did with each other's songs. The judges were pretty shocked. And um, and yeah, I mean, they talked about later how that was definitely the moment when I think they saw me a little bit differently and they, they saw beyond, I think, you know, maybe just the jazz club kind of singer thing that they were imagining, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I know that I'm going to be in stadiums one day when it's safe again um, in several years down the road. Those are my goals, but um, it was great to be able to kind of have that impression made upon the judges as well. So that was, that was another round, and that was a big one for sure that happened. All right. So can you tell us about the song that you performed for your final competition? Yeah. So I, I performed the Strikeout Swing, and that's another original song of mine that's very much influenced by kind of the classic jazz standards very much influenced by a lot of those cheeky lyrics you would hear and some of those old tunes. Um, and I wrote it a couple years ago now, and I was writing it because I was heartbroken from this person. And, um, you know, they, 
they weren't they hadn't been that nice to me but yet i could all i could think of it were these ballads and i was like i don't want to write another ballad for this person they broke my heart and they suck (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so i ended up writing this song which was an upbeat song um and it's called the strikeout swing and the opening line is how do you write a song about someone who did you wrong and all you have are ballads and then the song goes on to talk about swinging my blues away and swinging them away um you know and three strikes and they're out and they took four strikes so they're really out so um yeah i mean that's kind of the premise of the song um i'm i'm not even like a massive baseball person but here i am just you know singing about baseball it just worked it just felt right um i do enjoy watching the blue jays of course you know and cheering on the home the uh home country <laughs> team um but uh but it is kind of funny in that way i'm not like this super crazy massive fan who just knows all these baseball references it just happened to be the right the right feeling you know just <laughs> whacking whacking saying goodbye to that person just getting them out of the park and um yeah so that's the song that i used throughout the competition we actually had to choose one original song to use um, at a certain point and stick with it throughout the whole show. So, uh, so yeah, I went with that song because it felt like it really represented as best as it could, um, I guess what I do and especially the lyrics. Um, I'm a really big, I'm really big on lyrics and I love, I love, I just love the storytelling aspect. I've been very influenced by country music my whole life and I always loved how, you always got a story in country, you know, and that's probably, and a lot of jazz standards are, are written or were written, um, for early Broadway musicals. So, you know, that's probably why you, you get a lot of storytelling in them as well. So I love that element of it. So, um, I really wanted to choose something that had a lot of story to it, but also, Mm you know, represented that classic sound that I love, um, had a little bit of cheekiness to it because I think that's part of who I am too. Um, yeah. And it was a tough choice to make though, because, um, anybody who's been to any shows that I've done in the last year where I've performed more original music, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff I do that's actually quite different. I, I would say that that's, that's something that, kind of defines me is that I don't necessarily stick to one sound only. So, um, yeah, so that was a little bit of a challenge, but I wanted it to be something that just felt like I could really continue to always push the story no matter what happened throughout the competition. And that's what it was. And you can check it out on my YouTube channel. The video that I submitted that was played during the finale is up and uh, available on my YouTube as well. So you can see that there. Amazing. So I think we should take a little break and have a listen to this wonderful song. So we are going to listen now to Michelle Kasabowski, The Strikeout Swing. How do you write a song about someone who did you wrong and all you have are ballads? If you're not really in the mood for a misty stormy weathered blues perhaps it's time to try something new I'm gonna swing my blues 
folks we're back i hope you enjoyed that lovely 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 music and we're going to listen to another song too michelle let's listen to the song you auditioned for the shot with tell us about the song which uh was also the song you used at the ygk emerging musician competition i understand yeah so this song um kind of has become a little bit my signature song which feels funny to say now only because i feel like i've done overall so little performing this year compared to other years and there was a point in time where I felt like I was singing that song every single week at some point um but yeah I mean it still feels like it's uh you know like it's kind of my signature song and it's called I don't think of you often and it's another one that was influenced very much by early jazz standards I was listening to a ton of Eller and Berlin that record at the time that I wrote this and I was just feeling so influenced by Ella Fitzgerald and her phrasing and just the overall vibe of of those classic jazz standards. Um, Anyone who might know her really famous version of Mac the Knife, that's from that album. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I wrote this song and this one, you know, I was, again, I was feeling upset after another breakup during an on again off again relationship shocking i know oh, oh no and uh <laughs> and uh and but you know i was lying on my bed and i was like i couldn't get this person out of my head and i was so frustrated at first and i was almost getting mad and then i just started laughing because i realized how ridiculous it was and i also know that surely so many of us have been through that when whether or not it's a relationship with you know with a partner or 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 sorry I should say a romantic relationship or it's a friendship or I don't know a work relationship even we've all gone through times when it's like 
you literally cannot think of anything else except for this situation that you are in. And it feels like it's just taking up all of your mental space. Um, so that's where this whole concept came of, came about where I don't think of you often, just all of the time. And uh, so that's where this song was, was inspired by. And um, I used it to audition for the YGK Emerging Musician Competition, as you said, and that song took me all the way through to um, being a winner in that, which was amazing. I was one of six winners of that competition and got to perform at the Isabel Bader Center. Um, and then I used that song again for the shot this past spring when I auditioned. And yeah, so I guess, you know, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's got a lot of meaning to me even more now because it's really kind of taken me to a few different places and taken me into two different competitions. Um, so that's pretty amazing. And this song for sure means a lot to me. You can check out the, the uh, YouTube video, the official live video we made that was part of the YGK Emerging Musician Competition too on YouTube, but here it is. <laughs> It's hard to focus when you're all that is on my mind. Even as I sing this, I have to make up every other line. I can't remember my words or my thoughts. There's still too much of you in my heart, in my head. She wants a gal to do And I know I'm a fool to say it If I give you an inch, you might take it I hope it's not out of line And you should know that I'm fine I don't think of you often Just all of the time If I 
Okay, we are back with Michelle Kasabowski in the virtual studio, and we've had a chance to listen to a couple of her amazing pieces. Thank you so much for sharing these. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm I, so happy to be here, and it's so fun for me to get to share this original music because it's such a big, it's become such a big part of what I do, and yet I haven't done a lot of recording, and even some of the music that you're hearing, um, you know, the strikeout swing is kind of exclusive in a way because it's not it's not available you know for for listening to on Spotify or anything like that yet so it's it's really cool to be able to be here and share that with you all right I've got a contest for you right on the spot okay <laughs> acapella version old radio style CFRC 101.9 FM can you do it CFRC 101.9 FM <laughs> okay, that's a winner right there, everybody. <laughs> you win. You win all the things. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> um, so the I think um, one of the biggest things that uh, has come out of the winning the competition is uh, is getting to have a performance slot in the 2021 Canadian Music Week that's going to be happening. Um, all of that's still kind of being decided and whatnot, especially with COVID, but that was huge. Um, Dania Dixon, who's the CEO of Canadian Music Week, was one of the judges in the competition, and um, she was somebody who was definitely on my team and saw what I was trying to do and believed in me, uh, which was really amazing. It felt so cool to feel that support from someone in her position, but honestly, just more than anything from another woman too, you know, all the judges were honestly really awesome. They, they provided so much feedback throughout the competition. And that, that's one of the great things that was about being, you know, so-called underdog is that there was constant feedback. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, she's great. We love her. Just put her through. They, they always had something to say. Mm -hmm. There was always something that they maybe liked, but they weren't sure about or whatever it was, but it gave me a chance to really kind of get a lot of feedback from them. And I'm so grateful for that. And I learned so much from all of them and I'm, yeah, I just, I am just super grateful for that. And, you know, so talking about what did we get for winning the competition, that's another thing that's come out of it is being able to now connect with all of those industry professionals uh, further and get to follow up with them and just learn more from them, um, add them to my network, and as well getting to do one-on-one, -on -one, some one-on-one -on -one sessions with uh, CJ Allen who works in management and getting to kind of hone in on some stuff with him. So um, those are kind of some of the main things that have come out of winning. I'm so, so stoked about the Canadian Music Week performance. That's, that's going to be so awesome to get to showcase what I do to more people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, one thing that's really neat about this, this particular competition is that 
they actually seem a little bit, they're a little bit more open in regards to when they say what you win. And the reason I guess why they've done that is because there have been lots of years where previously what maybe when they had a specific prize it didn't actually tailor really well to sometimes who won the competition and so I think it's it's actually really cool and pretty amazing that the biggest thing that I feel as an artist that I'm getting out of it is that they're really trying to offer their support system and really offer the opportunity to you know whatever kind of whatever they can do to help you to keep moving forward with what you're trying to achieve in your career, that's, that's the biggest thing that they want to try to offer to people who are successful in the competition. And I think that's pretty unique, actually. And I would highly encourage anybody who's thinking about or, you know, who wants to pursue music or keep pursuing music or pursue it further in whatever way that is, you know, they have auditions open for the next season now and definitely check it out because it, it was a really great competition to be part of. Oh, fantastic. And I'm so happy to hear that you're able to make brand new connections. And I imagine you made some new friends too that are in different genres of music across the industry. So great for you. Yeah, no, it was super cool. I mean, it was completely online. And so a totally new experience for all of us, for all of us competitors, but also the judges. I think what was interesting too is that they when the competition first started back in the spring, I mean, none of us knew what was going to happen with COVID. And and they actually thought that there would still be an element to the competition that would be taking place in person in the Toronto area in the fall. And they just kept rolling with the punches themselves on the production side and adjusting and adapting to everything. The same as all of us have been, you know, just getting updates on a daily basis. What can we do? What can we not do? So, um, yeah, so I made some new friends too in the competition, which is so cool. And I, I can't wait to, you know, when things are safe again and travel opens up and whatnot to hopefully go and see some of them perform and just be able to even just, you know, grab a cup of coffee or something. It's, it's nice to just have met some more artists as well. Amazing. Now, one thing that struck me too, there's almost an element in the contest of not quite reality show because you weren't all you know, stuck in a house together and then, you know, going off to the secret room to say really horrible things about each other, (laughs) things like that, right? But it sounds like it was a really supportive environment too that you, uh, and and almost collaborative, I suppose. You're all in competition with each other, but it sounds like you were able to build off each other and build off each other's energy. Did you get that sense? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, there was, kind of a combination of community that took place and also I think though part of it being from a distance also made it a little bit more individual maybe than other seasons I'm not sure but um but there was definitely a sense of community that was created it especially when we first got into the competition and there were you know over 100 of us it was hard to try to connect with that many people, um, at least for me to do that authentically and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but I, I was really happy by the end of it, just having, having been able to get to know a handful of people well and, you know, now follow them on social media and interact with them regularly and see what they're doing and, and kind of, you know, have messages back and forth. And that's really cool. And, 
um, and just just super nice to just have more people kind of in in your network, but also just just more artists, friendly artists to be interacting with. I think, you know, there's so many ways that you can go about it. And I, I am a competitive person. There's no doubt. Um, I like to call myself kind of secretly competitive sometimes, but, um, but I do think overall it was a supportive environment. And I think in general with this industry, the competition was a competition, but this industry is very competitive always. So mm-hmm. it, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there who feels like you're slightly in a competition every day in some way. And that can feel really overwhelming sometimes. And we just have to put our blinders on to try to focus on ourselves and, and what we're doing, because, you know, if you're just yourself and you focus on that, technically nobody else can be exactly that. Right. So it's really hard with especially social media today to not go on and see, see what everyone else is doing and kind of start tearing yourself down. Um, but it's, you know, I, I like to take the approach of trying to be supportive and especially when I'm feeling down, you know, kind of asking myself, well, why are you feeling down? You know, is it because, is it because you're just jealous or is it because because you actually don't like the thing that, you know, maybe someone else is doing. And usually it's just because, you know, you're, you feel maybe a little bit insecure. And so the, the best thing you can do is just recognize that and be extra supportive because you actually really like what somebody's doing and you think it's really cool. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think it can be very competitive in everything that we're doing. And, you know, there are different ways that people approach it. And I've just gotten to a point where it's like, you know, I'm going to do me. I have to do me and me, you know, not being supportive of other people just doesn't align with who I am, but also it's not going to get me, it's not going to get me any further, you know, to not be supportive of somebody else. So that's the way I look at it. (laughs) And so then what about the, the, the judging, if you will? So like in some of the programs that we've seen, you've got like Simon Cowell just making people cry or, the guy from Hell's Kitchen making people cry. Uh, just sort of, I don't expect somebody like your judgment. There is no tagline saying that you have left for four time. You must leave the stage or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did the what did the judgments uh, entail, if you will? What were you being scored upon? Do you know this? Um, I think it actually varied each round, mm-hmm. but. And I, so I don't really know everything that went on behind the scenes, but again, it's kind of cool. You can check out some of the episodes on YouTube and get a little bit of insight to some of the judging that happened. Um, and you know, not just for me by any means, like I, I was, I felt lucky when I happened to have been featured in an episode because, um, it was cool to be able to share with other people, but also I got a chance to hear some feedback, you know, um, but there, you know, it was really cool to hear what, what they were giving feedback for other artists as well to try to get to know maybe the judges in general, kind of their perspectives on the industry and the music. But I do think it varied a little bit. Um, there were definitely some harsh moments, I would say, for sure, from, uh, and, and not not just to me, but in general. I mean, I, I really, I have to say, though, I I... I appreciated that they were honest and that they 
that they took it really that are not that they take it seriously you know mm -hmm. because like i was just saying it's a tough industry and it's a competitive industry and i think you have to be able to take criticism and it's not always about taking it and changing what you do sometimes it's actually about taking it and knowing that you disagree with that criticism and it, you know the more you learn about yourself and the better you understand yourself and what you're doing the more you can figure out that balance of you know when to take it and make changes and roll with it or when to take it and go okay you know what this actually makes me feel even more secure in what i'm doing because i feel so strongly i feel so differently than what they're saying um but all that just to say i guess that it, the feedback was kind of varied and especially depending on what they were actually looking for in the challenge i'm sure it varied um one particular round they had guest judges and um that was the round of the top 14 so not to get into the top 14 so i guess i might have made it confusing before the one where we did the song swap i think that was when we were in the top 24 and we were trying to get into the top 14 and then for the top 14 round they had guest judges from the industry who came in and listened to our original songs that we submitted so the strikeout swing for me and they graded the songs um, out of 10 along with giving comments and feedback. So that one was one where you could actually see and hear a bit more of like a traditional style scoring, I guess. Um, but interestingly enough, once again, like the, the actual grade didn't necessarily always reflect whether or not they thought the song was workable or not like just because somebody got a lower grade didn't mean that it was actually a really bad song or what I mean it, it kind of varied I think you kind of have to watch the episode to maybe understand it a bit better but that's one example of some of the judging that you would have seen in the competition and that one was a little bit more traditional but just a lot of feedback I think and a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that even in the videos that are posted, we still don't see. <laughs> well, I've, it's such a great experience, I think, for you. Uh, and once again, congratulations. Thank you. So, Michelle, we are um, coming to the near the end of our program. But one thing we haven't really talked about yet, though, are, you know, the holidays are coming up. Yes. I understand by the time this airs, uh, we you may have already passed your upcoming gig uh, on the 13th of December so but we can talk a little bit about that and what's coming up maybe in the new year for you as well yeah well hopefully uh, when this airs if I was doing it after the show and live I would be saying oh it was an awesome show it was so great and we had so much fun and it was awesome and I just loved it um, so that's that's the show that now I'm talking about would have happened on the 13th at the Isabel. And now I'm just confusing myself with these tenses that I'm in. Are you uh, in the past uh, or the future? Um, <laughs> am I in the past? Am I in the future? I don't know. Am I in the present? I'm not sure. Um, it's like the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future all happening. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So now knowing this is airing after the show, likely, um, the Christmas concert that just happened, what's really cool is uh, Tourism Kingston, Visit Kingston 
is one of our sponsors this year and our, uh, the concert was actually part of their Together at Home for the Holidays programming. So you can check out the full show available on their Facebook page still, which is really cool. Um, this is a very special edition of the concert. It, we've been doing it for several years now as an annual show, and this is a special Home for the Holidays edition. Um, and you can find the whole program still saved on Facebook. So if you're looking for some holiday live music, you know, with the big band sound, we have the horn section and lots of fun arrangements and a special guest, Cassell Miles, was part of the show, a local actor, educator, and choreographer. Um, so definitely check it out. It's, it's a great, you know, hour and 15 minutes that you can add to your holiday festivities to check out. And how can people stay in touch with you and what's happening in the near future, events and, and things that you'll be doing online and eventually in person? Yeah, I think you can, um, well, not I think. <laughs> you can definitely find me on social media. I am particularly active on Instagram. Um, I'm a lover of the visual format and uh, fashion is another passion of mine. So I love to... Um, just be posting about music and fashion on Instagram, especially uh, so that you can find me there at Michelle Kasabowski, as well as at Michelle Kasabowski music on Facebook. And I also have a website that you can check out www.michellekasabowski.com. And that's for sure where I'm kind of cross posting in all of those places about updates that are happening. So just depending on what your preference is, what kind of information you like to receive, you can choose your own, you know, choose your own destination. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that, uh, especially coming in the new year, we're going to be posting even more content regularly on. But in the holiday seasons, every Friday we're releasing um, uh, just a single of a Christmas holiday song. So be sure to check that out all the way up until Christmas itself. Um, and just more coming in the new year. Recording is a big to-do in the new year, and I'm super stoked for that. That has been a long time coming desire and project to work on, and I'm just so excited to continue on this journey of, you know, searching for my even, for just more for myself, my more authentic self, and to bring that out in the art and the music and you know, like I said about that whirlpool that's kind of circulating within right now, at some point it's going to, it's going to explode and there's going to be, there's going to be something to be said. And I can't wait for that to happen, to get that down on paper, to get it, you know, into my voice and, you know, into somebody's hands as a guitar or piano player and then get into the studio and work with it. So that is what's next. And I hope you'll stay tuned indeed and we certainly will stay plugged in and keep us informed and we will be following up with you hopefully in the near future uh so we are at the end of our show but i think you still have another little holiday gift for us in the form of song do you want to tell us about this final song that we'll listen to today from you yes so this is an original christmas song that I wrote a couple years ago. And it's very special to me. It's one of the first songs that I wrote when I moved back to Kingston and really started pursuing music in the most dedicated way I ever have. And um, I wrote this actually in the basement of Harrison LeCane Hall on Queens campus. Scenic. down there, very scenic. You know, those <laughs> nice concrete walls, all the writing that's been there for 20 years, um, plus 20 years plus. And uh, 
I, yeah, I was sitting at the piano and I, I was really thinking about Karen Carpenter actually. And that lovely, warm, deep voice she has. And I was thinking about the holidays and I was thinking about, you know, love and romance once again. And, um, this song just kind of came to me. I remember this happens to me a lot. This is just part of my writing style, but I really try to go with what my soul just speaks to me. And, um, just literally open my mouth and sing just whatever comes out and see what happens. And that's how this song started. And um, I just kept going with it. And I actually, the way I saved it was I called, I think I called my sister and left her a voicemail and sang into the voicemail because I don't remember exactly why, but I don't think I had the ability at the time to actually record it onto my phone properly or something. So that's how it started was in a voicemail and, um, and the rest is history. It's become a really important song to me. I do it every year at the Christmas concert and you can find this song on Spotify, Apple Music, all the major streaming platforms, as well as some videos for this tune on my YouTube channel. I hope you like it. It's called My Only Wish This Christmas Time. Happy All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us and for sharing your music with us today and talking about this amazing contest, The Shot Remastered, that you just won. Again, congratulations from all of us here at CFRC. And yeah, folks, uh, we've come to the end of our show. So let's listen to this lovely Christmas music by Michelle Kasabowski. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you for having me, Dana.